Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. In this episode, I talk about swan syndrome. Completely made that up, but you'll understand more about it and how I need help with the agency part of our business. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 294 of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge. And I'm with my confused co-host, Adam Callum. It's because we just recorded 295, so I was questioning you, but I remembered. That Don't we reveal behind I, the curtain. I apologize, guys. Uh, I was looking at extremely confused, this guys. Is, this is where I got the number right this time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should never doubt you. I doubt you because you got it wrong so many times before. 100%. If you're joining us for the first time on the Startup Diary podcast, you can hear Harry laughing in the background. Because this is the fifth time. <laughs> I was trying to remember how we do the intro. This is a podcast where we're sharing exactly what it's truly like to build a startup business. We're six years old in the making. We have gone through being a consultant. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start again. I want to get it right. I'm going to keep it short. We're ready. We're ready. (laughs) And guys, if this is your first time listening to the Startup Diary podcast, this is where me and Harry jump on the mics and share the details, the highs and lows of what it's really like to build a startup business. Harry, what's today's show all about? (laughs) Today's show, we'll have to keep it brief because we've just spent 20 minutes trying to intro. Uh, Today is about company process. So this was a, sorry, just to go back a step. This was a poll that we put into the Facebook group. We have three topics uh, and the winning topic was company process around workflow feels broken and I need help fixing it. Completely agree. I'm trying to find my notes. <laughs> there we go. Cool. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I meant by this first point, but I will dig into it. So let me just give you some context to why I put this in the group. Mm-hmm. I feel that all three options within the group uh, this week were fairly introspective in terms of one thing that I think we need to do more of on the show, uh, and I'm just aware of it, is one, some more tactical stuff of what we're doing as a business. So on that end, the very tactical stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then secondly, like the emotional stuff that I think as a young, relatively young, I'm nearly 30. Uh, a, you and me both, mate. I know, mate. I'm feeling it as well. As a relatively young founder, first time founder of a company, there's some stuff that we go through as a business when we go from like one to three, five to 10. As we grow the org, there's some problems and challenges that we face. And I want to use the podcast uh, sort of like a therapy session to talk through it with you on the mics, hear your views and opinions, as in Harry, co host, and then the audience's opinions super keen to hear how you guys can potentially help so this one i actually put company process around workflow feels broken and i need help fixing it as in there's a bit of a call out which i'll get into at the end of the show in terms of i actually need some help from either a listener or someone else but let me start off with explaining what i exactly mean so there's sort of two elements to our business there's one that is sort of our SaaS product Mm -hmm. uh, so we built a platform for tradespeople and then the other side of the business is sort of what looks like a, an agency. Well, it is an agency. We just don't like to think of it like an agency. So there's two very, very different workflows that need to take place. And on one side of the business, Mark, our CTO, looks after that workflow. And being really honest and give Mark credit where credit's due, 
I've been really impressed with how he's managed that. He's had to, he's had a hard time in terms mm. of the people that he's yeah. had to work with, and not an internal thing, an external thing with agencies. But if I go into anything that Mark's working on, he's got a process in place to the point that actually two or three weeks ago in an all hands meeting, he basically <laughs> had a go at the whole team. Do you remember that? Yeah, he was like, "Look, guys, I've built a process. You know how to use it. Use the goddamn process." Hundred <laughs> percent. And I really respected him for that because. I look, I'll be honest, the reason I would probably respect him as much as I did is I was like, fuck, I should be doing that. <laughs> like, like, he'd make a great CEO. So the, the th- I, think, I think just from, speaking from a personal um, perspective of this is, because I'm, I'm just as bad for it as everyone else is in the, in the team, if not more so, because I probably have a lot to do with Mark. Um, so it comes to a point where Slacks are open, and I realized I was thinking about this the other day. But I feel like sometimes Slack is a hindrance more than a help. Agree. Because what it what it does is it says I'm accessible 100 percent of the time. If you've got something you want to get over to me, just Slack me because it instantly pings. It's like a text message. Whereas so really, you said that when people are trying to get shit done, like I go in my inbox on like a cycle. So when I've got the time, I'll go back into my email inbox and then action whatever's there and then come out of it and don't go back in until that time comes round again. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Slack, someone just slacks you, it pings, it's there. And then if you don't answer, they'll slack you again. Or if they're in the office anyway, they'll come and speak to you. And it's like, well, there might've been a reason why I've not responded. And then, yeah, it's the whole thing. So as part of, it's so interesting. Where, whereas obviously, we haven't spoke about this. I'll slack Mark hey, this has happened, da 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 and then obviously I'm interrupting him. Yep. Whereas now what I do is if I if I have a question that's not urgent, I'll email him mm-hmm. because I know that then he won't see it until he hopefully, hopefully doesn't see it until he gets round to it. Um, otherwise, if it is urgent, I will slack him. But now I've created that kind of internal tiering system in my head where if it's urgent, I'll slack. Mm-hmm. Whereas if not, email. Or Monday because that's how we respond to things that have been logged and yeah 100 percent. so just a couple of things guys if you know what slack is it's like an internal communication thing it's like in it's like internal chat uh monday it's monday. Like com. msn messenger 100 uh <laughs> monday monday.com terrible name um better than what it used to be called the pulse uh, it's our project management system it's not great it, we work with it we don't find we haven't found a better thing this isn't an advert for monday I th- but to get to that point, you just yeah. said, sorry to, to sort of steamroll yeah, I was going to go off on the Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just going to talk about Monday. So the fact that you mentioned Slack, I was looking at our process the other day, is obviously this is top of mind for me. And I'm like, this is such a distraction. Mm. As in, to the point where we should, as a team, we should be in the habit of setting our status. If we're, if we're doing a project and we're working on something, and for, what I do right now with my phone face down is what we should be able to do for Slack. Mm. We should be able to say, no, no, I'm away right now. so if you message me I'll get to it like I do with my inbox if it's important you can actually force the notification through have you seen that if someone sets the status away you can force it through yeah it it tells you they're away do you want to send do you want to nudge them and I think that's a really interesting feature of Slack that we should use more so yeah I never I never actually think about the status so that that side of the business but just on that that was a big finger you just raised someone will see away or offline again I'm I'm speaking from my own experience of doing it to other people so I'm not saying that people do it to me necessarily but if someone is away or isn't online you still message them and then ask someone else it's like is Mark's not online but I've just slacked him is he is he a rat like so it's almost like irrelevant of the status but that's what I'm saying is if we put more um 
uh, focus mm. on setting your status. Like Cat is always offline, and you've seen me go yeah. fucking bananas in the general <laughs> chat. I'm like, someone, I'm away out the office. Someone tell Cat to connect and get on Slack. I'm like, cool. So she does. But I think if we all have the understanding of if I'm online, I'm online. If I'm away, I'm away, and we have to build a process around yeah. that. So that's that part of the business. The other part of the business agent model is I've never built an agency before, um, and the the problem right now is as we grow as a company, the the way that work moves through an agency, because it obviously includes different people. There's internal people it touches, there's external people, whether mm-hmm. it's another agency or whether it's your clients, how work f- moves between different people and gets from start to done is actually really complex on the sort of projects that we work with. Well, I find it, I personally find mm-hmm. it complex. So that what well, that's just the context, that's what I mean by our process is broken, is in how workflow takes place within the company feels very um very convoluted, very slow, very messy. Ine- messy, good word, messy, inefficient. I think that's where we're at, which we can work through right now because we have Edie in there sort of managing Monday. So we have a person in the company managing mm. people's tasks. And I'm looking at that and the more I learn about it as I'm working with Edie, I'm like Ah, this isn't going to work as we scale the org up. Yeah, I think I think what that the implication of that being that it's that what's there right now isn't working and needs someone to force feed actions yes. into people's inbox. Whereas really, what we're saying is some a, a project should be set and then it should just funnel itself through each stage. There should be a series of workflows to get that project done. Yeah. So the analogy is you just explain that as you said, force it through. I think. Imagine going to the gym, but the only time you could go to the gym and actually work out is if you had a personal trainer. Mm. As yeah. in, you can't go yourself and get stuff done. Mm. So we kind of, as a company, sounds weird saying this on the mics, I know a couple of clients listen to this, is right now, every project, Mr. Client, if you're listening, every project that you do is basically got someone fucking hand-holding the thing all the way through start to finish, and mm. we need to change that. Um, so the, what I wrote down as my notes to get to this point was something called Swan Syndrome. Might have made it up. It feels about right to me. <laughs> so think about a swan on a lake. Beautiful lake, beautiful white swan, okay? And looks elegant, okay? Just gliding along, okay? You think, what a life. That's how I think the world looks at this company, <laughs> okay? They go, that company's got its shit in order. Cool. Truth is, put your snorkel on, Get your goggles on, look under the water. It's at- three smaller ducks going <laughs> frantic. <laughs> Pushing it along. But the legs are going ape shit. They're going crazy. Like, it's chaos under the water. Mm. That is what I think, that is how I feel about expert trade right now as an org. And don't get me wrong, like we get stuff done. Like, we don't miss deadlines. But how we get it done, I think, is a problem. Yeah, so- sometimes it feels a little bit too, not close to the wire, but... As because there's a lack of organization of the process from start to finish, things just end up starting. There's no clear middle, and then everything just happens at the end and it's deadline. So everything's delivered just before the deadline, as opposed to really we could get the project 50% done, 50% through the timeline. Yeah, <laughs> it's all end heavy 100%. Uh, and that causes a number of different problems for me. Mm. We'll get to that straight after this break. So two problems, Harry, that, that I think this whole workflow process thing causes for me as the founder is firstly, burnout and frustration. As in, what to address what you just said is a, a project that it, 
a, a project that requires 10 days worth of work and we've got a three month deadline, those 10 days will happen in month three. Yeah. Okay. Problem. No forward planning in the business, which leads to two things. One, burnout, because crunch time can take place on three projects at the same time. Mm-hmm. Fucking terrible for people in the team. One, you'll get burnt out. Secondly, you'll get extremely frustrated because you yourself, as an individual who's highly talented and smart, I'm not trying to give you all the compliments. This is more of a me to the team, not just you. Uh, it's me gushing for no reason. We have a super smart team, but we're not giving them the ability to manage mm. their own work because it's just poorly managed. Secondly, is it makes it next to impossible to scale the team. So if you can imagine what goes through my head, when we bring someone new into this company right now, and especially if they're working on the agency part of the business, this whole account management, creative mm. deliverables part of the business, is it feels to me that we'd sort of say, hey, come into expert trades. And do you know the, the circus tents? Like that's how <laughs> I think they'll see it. After being here for an hour, they'll be like, what the fuck has gone on here? And we're like, no, no, we get stuff done. And like, how? What's the process? Yeah, I mean, so Kat is responsible for all the comms that goes out. And uh, <laughs> she obviously was kind of very reactive for now because she's just been introduced to it. We're introducing her to the role and actually kind of making the role exist for the first time ever. Yep. Uh, so everything's a bit ad hoc. Um, but she she was like, okay, th- this is all right. I know it's a bit frantic at the moment, but I'll get to grips with it because eventually it'll be nice for us to be a month ahead. And literally everyone in the room was like, <laughs> that's not the expert trades way. Exactly. You'll never get anything a month ahead of time. But that is my, f- the reason we took Kat on is because I'm fully aware that we need more process in place. And I think it's actually hot, and it's a really good point actually, is it's hard to build a process when everyone's working at 120% because everyone is mm. overextending themselves anyway, which means like processes can't be followed. So bringing the right people into the team to look after stuff like that, that's me building a workflow process around comms to the community <laughs> and for members. What's funny about that? Are you still laughing at what just happened? So guys, I'm gonna carry on talking because I don't want Harry to have to edit. because my notes have made me chuckle as well. I've just put tongue choke down. So guys, Sorry, carry listen, on. That's listen, very rude of me. listen to the end of the show and all this will make sense. So yeah. that is my first positive step about trying to build some more workflow in the business. So to pull it back to the title of this podcast, one workflow process is broken. I need to fix it, but I said I need help. So here's what my actions are, what I'm trying to do to actually get this solved. So as I outlined, I have never run an agency before. Okay. I need mm-hmm. to understand how workflow takes place in an agency. So I've made some outbound emails to people I know within my network. One of them being my accountant, who seems to know everyone, like everyone. <laughs> I'm basically, I've basically said, listen, I need to solve a couple of problems that I've got in my business. I need to go and spend time with an owner or an account, someone who is responsible for a 20 person plus Mm. team of a creative agency type of work, go in and just spend an hour, two hours, half a day, a day, whatever they'll allow me to, just to basically understand how a company that's been around, and there'll be criteria to it. I don't wanna go and spend time in a startup that's been doing it for a year, because they'll probably look like us. I'm like, oh, that's not helpful. So I want to go and spend time with someone that's been doing it three, four years, built an agency, has has workflow, has growth. I want to see how they manage their accounts, expectations, internal workflow, communications with clients, sort of SLAs of how quickly they respond to stuff, all that good stuff. I just want to go and sense check how we think about it 
But then, so I'm not coming in and just saying, guys, we're going to do it like this mm-hmm. now. There's actually some substance behind it. Because I think there's a risk that I come in and develop a workflow and it doesn't work. And then I'm at risk of changing it every three months. What happens if you go to an agency, yep. you see them, and they're a little bit more organized, but there's still, they just use a different way of tracking the pro- the the project. Yep. But it's still like last minute cram on everything. If I go to that agency, it's just reassuring that we're doing it. No, 100% right. not. I'll go find another agency. Okay. Uh, what I'm, and it's because really, you're, you're confident that there is a way. Yeah. I'm trying to find someone that is best in class mm-hmm. and then replicate that model. That's probably the best way I can. I do, mm. If I go to someone, I'll be like, yeah, okay, yeah. so it'll probably make me feel less of a snowflake. It'll be like, oh, okay, so this happens to a lot of companies. I then need to go and find the company that I think is a well, and it might take me three months. I'll learn along the way, but I need to kind of get this process nailed down for the org. Because I'm sure every, like everyone has cram. Things come in, come in last minute or setbacks push deadlines or whatever. But yeah, and I know what you're saying that there's got to be someone out there that's got it nailed. Yeah, so on that note, guys, and this is me just generally doing a genuine shout out, specifically in the UK. And even if you're not like Europe, I promise you, I would literally travel to, so if you've got a compelling business Road that trip. you run, I would come out and see you. If you, can, if you know someone in your network or you personally have an agency or you understand the problem that I'm facing and you think what you do internally is best in class, please reach out to me directly. It's adam at experttrades.com, two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Please don't use that unless it's for this thing specifically. Everything else is for the startup diary email. But if you think you or you know someone that you can introduce me to that can help me tackle this problem, would hugely appreciate it. And I think to wrap up the show, one of the key takeaways is as you listen to this is if you're dealing with a problem like this and you think you haven't got the skill set to improve it and you're the CEO, the thing that I'm learning is, yes, you need to fix it, but you don't need to find the solution and develop the solution yourself. You need to go out, learn, and then implement. So whatever the problem is you're facing, someone else has been through it before, go find that person, learn how they fixed it, and then bring it into your business with confidence that it's the right thing to do. And on that note, guys, if you have any questions about today's show, you can email questions at startupdiary.club or You can join us over in the Facebook group, Startup Diary Club. Just search for it and you can take part in the polls. You can post questions. The community is great. Everyone's there to help each other. And we're in in there every now and then. And you can actually (laughs) take part in our next meetup, which is only, I think it's two and a half months away now. If you want to learn more about how you can get involved in the community, head over to the group. And on that note, thank you so much for being listening to the podcast. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. And we'll see you next time on the Startup Diary podcast. I mean, even Kat has, uh, I can't remember what it was she asked, but she said something. Um, that was it. Because she wants to be, she's in, in control of comms that go out now. So yep. she's got kind of an overview of everything on the different channels. And she's, 
Just to address that in there. Please don't edit this out. Just, I can see you going to make a note. Just. <laughs> I actually choked on my tongue. <laughs> That's how bad it is. I'm choking on my own that tongue. trying to dis- painful, by the way. <laughs> I just had to mention it. I'm making a note. I can put this in the. <laughs> okay. Put this in. It made me wince a little bit because I'm wearing the headphones. I heard it crystal clear. You should have felt it. <laughs> oh, I genuinely thought come I choked on. on my tongue then. Oh, come on, let's get, let's get back to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Cat comms. Cat comms. <laughs> So Kat is responsible for all the comms that go. <laughs> I'm actually scared. Come on. Just shake it out. Come on. <clears throat> Professional. <laughs> it's also because what I'm about to say is funny as well. 